0: years of uh, law enforcement service and we're so thankful that he's caused Mooresville home
1: absolutely well my one good thing is that we aired our public operations video last week don't know if you've had a chance to see it or not but that was an effort a uh, huge group effort massive group effort a lot of moving parts to make this video happen um, and we turned it around very quickly filmed in June Got the uh, final video at the first part of July and finally aired it last week on social media. And Ryan Rice, our assistant town manager over the public operations area, said he went in and counted and we hit 36 employees in just over four minutes. Wow. That we were able to highlight.
0: Well, I did watch that video and I got to tell you, it just oozed pride, integrity, and commitment by our employees, and it just really made me feel proud of what um, the commitment that our, our employees have um, to the citizens of Mooresville, and, and they really take so much pride in their work and, and really provide an exceptional customer service.
1: You know, they truly do, and I was um, chatting with Justin about that earlier this morning, and you know, my one takeaway from that video is just the absolute pride that all employees have in what they do, the service that they provide to the community, and how they give back to the community that they live in. Um, I think uh, one of the interviewees in the video mentioned that he enjoyed seeing projects from start to finish and having that concept and then seeing it come to fruition and taking his kids or whoever to play on the park facilities to attend the events to go to the facilities that he helped build and create and how amazing is that to have a part in that legacy
0: that's right I mean it's all about um, you know making a community building and um, um, place making and our our, our uh, town employees just do a fabulous job
1: they truly do. And if if you're interested in learning more about how you can become a part of a place that is just filled with pride and integrity and commitment to its community, its residents and visitors... We have plenty of job opportunities with the town of Mooresville. You can find all of those at mooresvillenc.gov slash HR. There are opportunities ranging from public operations work, which is engineering, kind of as, as we discussed last week, water resources through our water treatment plant, wastewater treatment plant, uh, stormwater. There are opportunities with streets and fleet. There are opportunities with the fire department, opportunities with the police department, the library, parks and recreation, um, working in town hall with administration, there is all kinds of opportunities out there and new ones being added every day.
0: Yeah, that's what's so fun when uh, we get to speak with students at um, the high school or middle school and, and talk to them about career opportunities. Always tell them about there's so much happening in the municipal government and the opportunities to, to grow and for a career in local government because there are so many departments you never think about it.
1: That's That's truly how it is, even working in, um, local government, there are so many highly skilled individuals and very passionate individuals that are crucial to the mission of the town, crucial to keeping the town functioning. And those are not things that you automatically think of when you think of local government.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, one of the things that really gets, um, folks, um, committed to working for the town is, um, they know that they're making a difference. And I think the job satisfaction of knowing that you are making a difference in the community where you work and live, you know, that's very satisfying.
1: It is. It is. So mooresvalency.gov slash HR for all of those opportunities. And if you're just interested in maybe finding a volunteer opportunity, you can also find those at mooresvalency.gov slash HR. So speaking of making a difference, one thing that makes a difference in our community is ensuring public safety. And the fire department and the police department do a great job of that. And as a part of their efforts, we have free car seat checks coming up. So the first one of those is going to be August 16th, 3 to 5 p.m. at Mooresville Fire Rescue Station 1, and that's on Main Street. Right next to Town Hall. Right next to Town Hall. I know you know the address, Mayor, but in case people don't, it is 457 North Main Street. Come by. This is totally free. The fire department and the police department staff will be on hand to ensure your car seat is safely installed. Um, And if you can't make this one, we also have multiples coming up Um, through the remainder of the year. We've got September 13th, October 11th, November 8th, and December 6th. And and they're going to bounce around to all the different fire stations. And then we also have upcoming opportunities in 2024 as well. So great free community resource to make sure your car seat is installed correctly. I know that can be tricky.
0: They are tricky at times. I've had a hard time uh, trying to get those in and out of the car. Trying to get
1: them in and out of the car, trying to get them latched, trying to get them unlatched. Like, are you harnessing it right? This is slipping around. So if you have a child, grandchild, anyone who uses a car seat of any type, absolutely feel free to come out to those opportunities to make sure that they are staying safe and secure because it's precious cargo. Yes, they are. So coming up, we have our special guest we're going to introduce, who is a part of the fire department as well. Excited to introduce him.
0: Looking forward to it, Megan. Thank you.
2: Stay up to date with the latest in your community, state, and nation. WSIC News Talk Now.
3: I'm Holly Vale with your WSIC forecast. Of sunny skies today with a high near 91 degrees. Mostly clear tonight with a low round 68. Wednesday looks sunny again with a high near 93. And mostly clear for Wednesday night with a low round 72. We'll have sunny skies for Thursday with a high near 94. And Thursday night looks mostly clear with a low round 72. I'm Holly Dale from WSIC's Weather Center.
4: Hey, Justin Kazepis, future owner of WSIC. So we had a little bit of a plumbing situation going on at the WSIC studios, and we called Halls Plumbing out of Statesville, and, man, were they fantastic. They showed up on time. They got the job done quickly for us uh, because we all got to go. And when you all got to go, call Halls Plumbing because they know how to get it done. They were fast. They were reliable, very friendly service. Visit them online, hallsplumbingnc.com.
2: If it touches your family, your schools, your city, or your safety, News Talk WSIC has it covered. Grub Ferry Road near
4: the intersection at Hollywood Drive will be closed while News Talk WSIC.
3: At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail, the ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving we get it we're the same way offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need so whatever your industry you know you're always getting professional grade products call click granger.com or just stop by Granger, for the ones who get it done do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday.
0: You're too tired to
3: play catch, Grandpa? Grandpa? Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools it's since not the, the not carpal tunnel it. syndrome diagnosis.
0: If these seemingly unrelated symptoms I'll be, have I'll learned, up and, and turn it to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. <clears throat> Sponsored by Pfizer.
4: Black Powder Coffee is celebrating their 10th anniversary with a medium dark roast blend of Indonesian and South American coffee beans. Enjoy the full bodied natural flavor notes of chocolate with a bright finish. Get Black Powder Coffee's new anniversary blend today at Black Powder Coffee, 261 Rolling Hill Road, Mooresville, or participating retailers everywhere. Black Powder Coffee
2: breaking news expert analysis and the stories that matter most all in one place
5: i totally acknowledge seeing flames uh, is a scary situation
2: wsic news talk now
0: well megan i think we're back with the hometown hour so glad to be back on the air with you again on uh, every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. We're getting together and having some good times. And hey, you know, we are going to take call ins, right? Oh, yes, so absolutely. All you got to do is call 844 Studio 4 and we'd love to hear from you. So um, tell us about our special guest that's joining us this morning.
1: Well, our special guest can tell us if it is scary seeing flames or not. We have with us today Jason Workman, who is the fire marshal for Mooresville Fire Rescue. Welcome. Welcome, Good Jason. morning.
5: Thank you all for having me.
1: And now, I know everybody knows you as Jason Workman or Fire Marshal Workman, as people were calling you earlier today, but you also have a, sp- a special
5: nickname. I do go by Woody. Woody. Um, a lot of people like to call me Woody or Fire Marshal Woody or... It's a, <laughs> it's a nickname that, that came about my first day. Um, Tell us about uh, it. So... When I first got hired at morsel Fire. Which was? Um, when? And my first day actually was July 9th of 2002. So I just celebrated an anniversary a couple oh, weeks ago. congratulations. congratulations. Um, but when I walked in, you know, I weighed 128 pounds, which is in today's fire service is probably a little rare because most of everybody is muscular bulky and um, but back then you know a lot of guys were were hired 20-30 years ago so it was very difficult to get hired in the fire department especially at such a young age and uh, so I was one of the fortunate ones I came in I didn't weigh a whole lot and one of the guys said, man, if you put a cowboy hat on, you'd look just like Woody <laughs> off a of Toy Story.
1: And it and stuck with you. It
5: pretty much stuck for the last 21 years.
1: Well, so. That's awesome. We're so glad that you're here today. We're so glad that you have a fun nickname and fun personality and willing to use that nickname. Because I've seen some things out and about about Fire Marshal Woody.
5: That is correct. And we're excited to to get that kicked off. Um uh, about a month ago or so we uh, we've been working on this for a lot longer but we kicked off the fire marshal Woody program um, which is going to entail a lot of uh, community safety related topics um, that we're going to be getting out on social media platforms um, and it's also going to incorporate you know parents families and children getting more involved with not just fire safety but you know, General safety as well. So, we got some programs coming up, interactions, and um, that we'll be getting posted on social media for the kids and families and parents to all take a part in to potentially get some free giveaways that Ooh. we're going to be doing here pretty soon.
1: Everybody likes free giveaways. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the education aspect of Fire Marshal's Office, but tell us a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit more about how you got to be the fire marshal for the town of Morrisville. How did that happen in 21 years?
5: Well, it was a long, dark, rough road. There was a lot of flames (laughs) involved. (laughs) A lot of flames. Um, It's kind of interesting because, um, and I like referring back to this, and um, one of our commissioner, Compton, um, was the fire marshal years ago. Um, I told him, you know, one day I'm going to be, I'm going to, I want your much. job. I want your job. <laughs> and, and of course, you know, you know, little kids and stuff that they, they like to talk, you know, they really don't know what they want to do. But, uh, from day one, when I decided this is what I wanted to do for a career, I made the decision early on that that's where I want to be. And I'll, I'll never forget today during my interview, it was a uh, former fire chief, West green mm-hmm. commissioner Compton. And, um, I think it was Jackie Moore that was in our HR department at the time. And one of the questions that they asked was, where do you see yourself in 30 years? And I pointed Ooh, at Bobby 30 years. and I pointed at Commissioner Compton and I said, sitting behind his desk as fire marshal. And that was in June of 2002. And in August of last year, I finally achieved my, my goal and was uh, selected as fire marshal for the town of Mooresville.
1: That's awesome. And you did it in two-thirds of the time, too. Two-thirds of the time. if they told you 30 years, you did it in 20. Yeah. yeah. So,
5: so I think I kind of missed a, a little thing uh, with my background. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I am one of the chosen few that was born and raised here in the town of Mooresville. I know that's extremely hard to believe sometimes, especially with the growth and everything we got going on in the town, but... I am one of the few that has experienced this town grow from farmlands to to 150 being a two lane road and horse farms and cattle farms all the all the way down 150 and and it's it, a lot's changed over the last 20 30 years.
1: A lot has changed, absolutely. absolutely.
5: Yep.
1: How does it feel to give back to the community where you were born and raised?
5: you know when I younger when I wanted to do this I really didn't comprehend the what it was truly going to entail and it wasn't until you know probably as I got older and started maturing a lot more the the true effects uh, that it can have on people's lives and it, it it makes me sleep better at night knowing that not only myself but the other firemen other police officers and even paramedics that the 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 things we do each and every day and the calls that we respond to you know whether they're bad calls or even good calls that we are making a difference in somebody's life you know we always talk about when somebody calls 911 you know we're responding to one of the potentially one of the worst days of their life and And we've got to try to, you know, cradle that as much as possible and try to make it a little bit better for them during that time.
1: Absolutely. And not only do the technical side of your job, but also um, handle the individuals involved with compassion.
5: Absolutely. With
1: the respect that they need and deserve and, and handle them just like you would want someone else to do the same if it was your family members involved. Yep. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about what the fire marshal's office is. I know it's a part of Moore'sville Fire and Rescue, but is it the same thing? <clears throat> is it different? Are you out there fighting the fires?
5: Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say we don't fight fire. Um, everybody in the fire marshal's office has um, qualifications to still fight fire. Um, The only difference is some of us may not have uh, be certified medically trained, such as an EMT certification or something like that. I think currently right now there's, well, I think all but one right now um, is an EMT. So we're still, we're just like a fireman on a truck. The only difference is we got daily responsibilities that we have to do outside of responding to calls. Now, we do respond to calls as well. You know, a lot of times we may respond to specific calls to address, you know, certain issues such as fire alarm issues, sprinkler issues, or or we may even be first on the scene of a traffic accident. Um, we we are the one-stop shop, as I like to call it. So we always joke around with the guys on the truck We cannot, and tell them, we can always do your job, but you can't our job yet
1: oh that's fair so that it's fair
5: and, and just based on you know what we have to do day to day and what's required of us at the state level it just makes us a little bit more valuable
0: well if i can just jump in here uh you know we talked about being first on the scene and you know you have fire and rescue uh in in the title of of the uh, department um in talking about state requirements but we're number one in the state with an ISO rating. Isn't that that right? is correct. How do ISO we get one. It? ISO, and can, can you talk <clears throat> a little bit about that?
5: Yeah, so so part of the ISO accreditation also involves prevention and education. So our office, the Fire Marshal's office, has a, a lot of responsibility when it comes to trying to obtain that one, um, or just a lower rating in general, such as water distribution for for fire protection, uh, inspections, educational programs. We have to to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to and make sure everything's up to standard with the growth, uh, with uh, the density of the population, and to make sure that the appropriate programs are being presented and people are being educated. And if not, that does have a drastic effect on... Your insurance rating, your fire insurance rating.
1: Yeah, so the ISO, tell me what that stands for in case our listeners don't oh, know. Oh,
5: you're right, man. You catch me at the wrong time. I can't even remember that acronym. But it's
1: a fire accreditation.
5: Yeah, it's it's basically the Department of Insurance, it, Office of State Fire Marshal, um, has a set standards, minimum standards for fire departments. And their, their insurance rating is based on their score. Sure. Uh, and that can range from... Equipment on the truck, um, like I said, stuff that may involve the fire marshal's office, equipment, um, st- fire station distribution, and response times.
0: Talk so- about response time, real quick.
5: So, right now, the town of Mor- our Fire Department has a s- set standard of four minutes. From the time of dispatch, um, our goal is to be on that truck in responding and at your house or location of the incident within a four minute response time that's that's crazy that is amazing
1: and i know from the um perspective of the people waiting for you to arrive that four minutes can seem like an eternity it is but four minutes is a very quick time to get where you need to be and that that's a great standard to achieve and that iso ISO one rating that's the highest we can get the highest we can get that's
5: the highest you can get that's the best of the best right there
1: Amazing. Well, we'll chat a little bit more with Fire Marshal Woody about uh, what the Fire Marshal's Office does, more about fire and rescue here in just a few minutes. But this is all great information for our listeners. Thank you so much for um, being with us, Woody, to help um, tell us more about the fire.
5: I'm excited to be here and excited to do it.
2: Local news and weather now on the new 105.9 100.7 WSIC News Talk Now.
4: Mike Jackson, WSIC News. The Iredell County Community Foundation recently awarded $185,500 in grants to 27 nonprofits. The grants will support projects and programs that address learning loss, veterans affairs, human services, and more in Iredell County County. Grants from this cycle include $10,000 to Veterans Bridge Home to coordinate care for Iredell County veterans. And Wake County deputies said yesterday they have arrested a man who left the courthouse and removed his ankle monitoring device. Rakim Brown left while his trial was in recess. He was arrested Friday, a little over 24 hours later in Fayetteville, according to the sheriff's office. Deputy said Brown violated his pretrial release and is currently in the custody of the sheriff's office under no bond. Now, sports with Joe Berg.
2: More lawsuits were filed against Northwestern yesterday. One of them, a volleyball player, and the other one, former quarterback and wide receiver Lloyd Yates. Yates became the first named person to file one of the lawsuits.
4: WSIC weather, clear and sunny today with a high of 92, mainly clear tonight, the low 68. Sunshine returns tomorrow with a high of 94. Mike Jackson, WSIC News.
2: Hi, this is Mark Walters. Join me on Armed American Radio as I take a stand for Second Amendment rights. That's Sundays from 8 until 11. I will be on your radio fighting for freedom right here on News Talk 105.9 100.7 WSIC.
0: Well, we're back to Hometown Hour with Megan and Miles, and we have a really special guest with us. Megan, you're doing a great job with this interview.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I think it's great when we have good interview candidates like ours today, Fire Marshal Jason Workman, also known as Fire Marshal Woody, with the town of Morrisville. Welcome back, Fire Marshal Woody. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So you were talking um, as we went to break about the um, ISO-01 rating and uh, how quickly our fire department has to respond to calls. And you said four minutes from the time the call comes in?
5: That is our goal.
1: Now, is there any difference of like daytime, nighttime, anything like that? All four minutes.
5: So at night, um, there is a little bit, I think it's 30 seconds. They get an extra 30 seconds at night um, to get out of bed. (laughs) <laughs> but typically during the day, like um, like today, like right now, if a call comes out, they've got sixty seconds to be on that truck and wow. be responding. And, and at and night, they do it it's too. A minute and thirty seconds.
1: They absolutely do so, it because,
5: and it's still calculate. I mean, it's no different. Four minutes and four and a half minutes is still the standard that we strive to meet each and every time.
1: And that's amazing because that is so quick. I don't feel like I can do anything or get anywhere in four minutes. And the fact you, that I
5: can't even get out do. of bed nowadays that quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it is. i I can hear um the calls come <laughs> in on on my phone because I have a great little um app that Chief Deaton's let me have that I get all the fire calls as well. I'll see a call come in, and then within sixty seconds, I'll hear um, engines pulling out of station one because station one's right by town hall where where my office is. And I'm like, yep, they made it. They made that time frame. Yep.
0: I bet uh, you find it interesting, um, born and raised growing up here and going from fire station one to now having six fire stations, which really goes to how we're able to get such a great response time.
5: Oh, yeah. Um, You know, back in, back in, especially the early to mid and late eighties, I had a, cousin that was uh he retired and i think it was 2008 as a fire captain that started in 1978 Oof. um captain mitchell bryant give a shout out to him if he's out there um <clears throat> so growing up and coming to visit the fire station is definitely unique compared to what it is now it is a uh, it is definitely a huge difference
1: And, you know, I could talk to that a little bit myself, um, because I had an uncle who um, was a volunteer firefighter, and I was one of those kids that gets to ride on the fire truck and all the parades and, and all that growing up, and, you know, I don't remember a whole lot about being on the truck, but... When I see our new trucks coming in, like Rescue 1, which we just had the wet-down push-in service
3: um,
1: a couple weeks ago, and Ladder 6, and see all the technology involved in them. Oh, yeah, it's
5: changed dramatically. I'm like, what is this? This?" So so I'll give you a a fun statistic that people may not know. Uh, In 2002, when I got hired, we ran... From January 1 to the end of December of 2002, morsel Fire ran only 450 calls a year. No way. And I, I we, feel like you get
1: 450 calls every every week.
5: <laughs> no, we at least hit 450 calls or more a month.
1: I don't doubt it. Now, I see those I, I calls think, pinging in.
5: Yeah, I think uh, last year's numbers, we were... Uh, a few hundred off from hitting ten thousand calls in one year.
1: That's crazy, and all kind of calls too. It's not just yeah. house fires all the time. You're responding nope. to we, traffic accidents, uh,
5: water-related incidents, um, boat accidents, um, drownings. We we go to all kinds of stuff now.
0: You're normally the first on the scene. Yep, aren't you? Yep. yep, sure are.
1: Well, other than responding to calls, tell us a little bit more about what the fire marshal's office does. Um, in reference to, like, fire investigations or even inspections?
5: So our office currently uh, is responsible for conducting um, inspections, and those inspections are generally based on the different occupancy types. Um, We got some occupancies that we have to inspect every year, such as apartments uh, and restaurants, uh, larger restaurants. And then we got some industrial uh, manufacturing that we have to inspect every two years, and then our general businesses, such as strip malls and stuff like that, the smaller stores, uh, we're responsible for inspecting those once every three years. Um, obviously, with COVID and everything that it hit us pretty hard, and it actually set us back um, a couple of years on some of these inspections because we just could not risk sending our employees out and sure. putting them in such an in, you know environment that may get them exposed. So. Um, but we're currently uh, working towards getting all that caught up. But we also conduct um, ABC inspections for your alcohol license. We do foster home inspections, um, <clears throat> and we also do courtesy home inspections, home safety inspections. Oh wow! Um, every once in a while, we'll get somebody say, "Hey, do you mind coming out and checking our home and seeing if anything looks to be hazardous to you, and maybe give us some pointers or some tips." And so we do that from time to time, but we also conduct fire investigations and fire investigations um, that can be, you know, any type of structure fires, whether it's residential, commercial, we investigate uh, vehicle fires, such as boat fires, uh, all the way down to an ATV fire. If it's a motorized vehicle, if it's a, a fire, you know, our job is to verify that it wasn't intentionally set. And a lot of that is, you know, Department of Insurance driven, especially if somebody has insurance on a piece of property. Our job is to make sure, you know, nobody's trying to commit insurance fraud for one and that if it was intentionally set, our job is to find who's responsible so we can prevent it from happening because arson in the United States in general is responsible for billions of dollars of tax loss, and revenue loss in communities all over the country. That's amazing. And that drives your insurance premiums. So if you ever wonder why your car insurance and house insurance premiums keep going up, it's because of the the volume of claims that are coming in. And fire is one of the causes of those increases.
1: Uh, tell us about the number one thing people can do to make their home safer.
5: So, you know, I like to try to tell people, uh, especially when I'm out doing foster home inspections and because it really gives us an opportunity to have some one-on-one time with, with the family. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, understanding the, the type of devices that you're using in your home and how you use them. Um, the number one thing that we find is uh, and I've seen to be the number one cause of most fires is overloaded surge protectors um, using um, small extension cords that are not rated to handle uh, the type of equipment that they're utilizing or simply um, they're just wore out um, not being taken care of properly so That's probably the number one thing that we see the most of. The other thing is not maintaining your equipment in your house, such as your dishwashers and refrigerators, making sure that everything's clean properly and serviced properly. Um, Probably the second leading cause is dryers. Everybody hates dryers. Oh, my goodness. And um, the lint buildup in the vents, dryer vents, needs to be cleaned out. The dryer itself needs to be cleaned out, so definitely...
1: Oh, Charles Suber, do you hear that? Yeah. Clean those lint filters.
5: <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know how to do it, you know, they, there is companies available that, that provides that service that'll come out, clean your dryers and your dryer vents. And probably the third, which is the most common during the, the colder months, is chimneys. Really? Getting your chimney inspected and cleaned once a year because... Um, And if you're not burning the correct type of wood, it could cause some major issues. Um,
1: So you can't just go out in your backyard. No, don't
5: throw pine in a fireplace. Please don't do that. Because the sap builds up in the chimney and over time it'll overheat and catch fire. And we get a lot of chimney fires from time to time. And it breaks down the mortar too. And it can eventually escape out of the chimney and into your attic space. And you don't want that.
1: That's fascinating. and You'll have to go to a scene and assess, well, why did this fire start? It yep. started in the chimney. That's right. I can't even imagine how you walk into a, a situation like that where everything is just charred to pieces and determine exactly where it, it started it's, and it's what a, It's
5: a lot of training. Um, you know, to kind of put it in perspective, um, it takes just to get your North Carolina um, Certified Fire Investigator certification it takes five years.
0: Oh.
5: Wow, um, you've got to have so many educational classes and points, and submit your application. And if you don't meet that minimum number of points and educational requirements within that five year period, you they won't allow you to test. And there's other um, certifications out there that individuals can obtain to get it, but the average is pretty close to five years and it's pretty extensive classes from fire dynamics to fire patterns to yeah it's it's it could be very intense at times
1: I bet so and so walking into these settings it's like putting together a puzzle
5: it is uh, I like to tell people you know if they especially if they like watching CSI mm-hmm. I, I that's really that's one of the, the best part of our jobs as fire marshals this is what we we would rather be out investigating fires and I know it's bad to say on air, but we'd rather be out investigating fires because it's so much fun. It's it's challenging for us and it's sparks an interest more so than just inspection.
1: Absolutely. And not not the, the aspect that led up to the fire yeah, or any yeah. damage associated with it, but just that that um figuring out of what happened, yep. how did this happen and and solving the puzzle.
5: That's right.
0: How has technology played a role in that?
5: Well, just in the last, what, five years, I believe, um, there's been some significant technology change as far as when it comes to fire scene examination equipment. Um, They got something, a a 360 camera now that can scan a room and tell you the exact measurements, um, ceiling heights, room dimensions, and it gives you so many different views. You can, you can examine that room or that fire area, and and just be able to pinpoint things that you wouldn't normally be able to see.
1: That's amazing. Yep. And I know um, you guys at Marshall Fire Rescue have a lot of different technology that you utilize, whether it's in a fire investigation or whether it's in the firefighting process or in a, in a rescue um, endeavor. So when we get back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that because there is a lot of cool stuff that oh, you guys do that goodness, our community yes. doesn't know about. Very exciting. Yep. So Awesome. Well, any of our listeners, if you want to call in, if you got questions for Fire Marshal Woody, 844-STUDIO-4 is the number to call in, and happy to take your questions.
2: Take your favorite WSIC shows with you anytime by going to WSIC News wherever you get your podcasts. WSIC Community Calendar
6: Ever wonder what Mooresville was like in 1873? The historic downtown walking tour is a self-guided tour that will take you on a stroll through Mooresville's past to learn about the history of the town. Featuring 18 stops, the tour begins and ends at the corner of Main Street and Center Avenue. It should take one hour to complete. For more info, visit downtownmoresville.com. Are you a movie lover? Statesville's Parks and Rec Department will be having their Movies in the Park series on Friday, July 28th. They will be playing Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Seating opens at 8 o'clock and the movie will begin at 8.45. Refreshments will be available. Everything is a dollar. Bring your blanket and lawn chairs and enjoy a movie in the park. For more info, visit StatesvilleNC.com. Do you enjoy making pottery? Kane Center for the Arts in Cornelius has Ceramics Open Studio. Select Tuesdays and Saturdays, you can become the clay artist you were always meant to be. You must register in person. For the full schedule, visit KaneArts.org. That's C-A-I-N-Arts.org. Grab your safety goggles for some mad science involving deadly cobras, irate Irishmen, and the occasional airship. Davidson Community Players will be presenting the Explorers Club on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays through July. For more information on Showtimes and to buy your tickets, visit davidsoncommunityplayers.org. Have an event you'd like to tell people about? Yard sales, estate sales, and everything in between? Visit WSICnews.com and click on events to submit your event today. Your WSIC community calendar.
3: I'm Holly Vale with your WSIC forecast. Most sunny skies today with a high near 91 degrees. Mostly clear tonight with a low around 68. Wednesday looks sunny again with a high near 93 And mostly clear for Wednesday night with a low around 72. We'll have sunny skies for Thursday with a high near 94. And Thursday night looks mostly clear with a low around 72. I'm Holly Vale from WSIC's Weather Center.
4: From Concord to Mooresville to Statesville, join me, Todd Starnes, live right here on News Talk WSIC.
2: Going above and beyond to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world around you. WSIC News Talk Now. Whatever the story. We have to end our dependence on China. Have your say.
0: This debt crisis is going to set our economy back big time.
2: This is WSIC News Talk Now.
0: Well, we're so glad that you're joining us for the Hometown Hour with Megan and Miles. And man, we are learning so much about the Mooresville Fire and Rescue with it's our amazing. Fire Marshal Woody. It's great to have you on the show. And uh, and we're just we're getting into the technology and all the gadgets and all the great, cool things that are going on with the Moorsville Fire and Rescue.
1: Oh, yes. Um, and sitting in this studio and seeing all the technology here, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But it is just a portion of cool of all the stuff that the fire department does and has so let's talk a little bit about uh technology that Mooresville fire and rescue uses uh, fire marshal woody how many drones do we have
5: oh my goodness um i don't know the exact number um i do know and I, I believe i think it's
1: over 40 is the last thing I
5: read. yeah it's it's a crazy number um
1: so, does the fire marshal's office use those, or what are those we, used for? Why we do they actu- have drones?
5: So, we actually, you know, the operation side um, has drones that you know are utilized in a lot of time for land searches and uh, assisting uh, police department with the tracking suspects or overseeing an area. Um, but we also have drone pilots that are certified in the fire marshal's office. Oh,
6: really? Um,
5: because You know, a lot of times, if we have a large, massive fire, we could, a lot of times, tell where the fire originated from by getting some aerial shots. And years ago, up until a few years ago, we would have to take those pictures by a lighter truck. That's the only way we can get them. And now, with the drones and the technology, we can see everything and see the footprint of the property, the building. And All it is angles. amazing information that's out there. Um, we also utilize them on inspections. A lot of times uh, we used, uh, used it not too long ago on a project that the, the area was so muddy we couldn't access it.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: So we flew the drone to look at some underground fire line for inspection that was uh, going to a sprinkler system. That's and it's, crazy. And it's crystal clear pictures. It's amazing.
1: Awesome! I remember the first time I saw a drone at the scene of a fire. It was um, in Statesville several years back, a big church fire, and happened to be at the scene um, like twelve plus hours later. Everything was already out, and I saw him flying a drone. I'm like, "What are they doing?" Uh
5: oh! Uh oh! Here we go!
1: Here we go!
0: <clears throat> well, welcome to the Hometown Hour. We got a caller on the line. Hello. Hello. Hello, you're on the hey, air, man. hometown hour, with Megan and Miles, and we wow. have Fire Marshal Woody here. You have a question for him,
7: uh, Mr. Woody? I've known Woody for years. Uh, I've known Woody for a long, long time. We go way back. My name is Ronnie.
0: Hey, uh, Ronnie.
7: I ran into him over at the Liberty Park uh, opening, and he was telling me about the Woody dolls, and I was just wondering if they had uh, come in yet, and I want to make sure you save me one, <laughs> young man.
5: Well, hello, and how are you, hey, Mister? I
7: do want everybody to know. I'm. Yes, go ahead, bud. Go ahead.
5: I'm glad to hear from you, Captain Lytle.
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, but seriously, uh guys, I'm very, very proud of this young man right here. You just don't know what where where he's come from. He was uh he was quite a character uh when he came to the fire department and We uh,
1: we've heard some, some
7: whispers and stories. Uh well, I won't go into it because I would like for him to keep his job. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, I would appreciate that too.
7: <laughs> he but, is quite quite a young man right there, and I'm very very proud of him. And I know his dad would be as well. Hey, but,
5: and uh, uh,
7: don't forget me on the dolls, everybody.
5: Hey, buddy. hey, hey yeah, guy. and uh, Woody dolls will be in. Um where we should be expecting them any time. And as soon as we get those in. I will make sure you get one personally from me. How about that? I appreciate that. <laughs> well,
7: thanks, well, so for for I signed, thanks so much for calling. Sign too. I that. will yeah, definitely that. sign it.
5: I will I'll, autograph. I'll
7: let you go, guys, I let you go. All
5: right, I'll, buddy. I'll,
7: all right. All right. Hey man, I, I've been texting. you morning, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't admit to hearing from me, so I had to call. I'll talk to you later, buddy. You're our
0: first caller. We appreciate you calling in.
7: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey,
0: what? Um, on a on another note, would you mind just sharing with our listeners? Um not only the, all the, the great work that morsel Fire and Rescue does within our community, but, you know, morsel Fire and Rescue is known for going outside the community and the work that they've done in other parts of the state when there's been emergencies. Can you talk a little bit about that?
5: Yeah, so, um, you know, we are a very, uh, I, I want to say privileged department and proud department to be a part of. Um, to see us come from so far from 20 years ago to where we are today, um, the the level of service that our organization and a town has allowed us to be able to provide as a service to not only our community and our citizens, but in other communities and towns and cities throughout the state, um, we've got uh, we got rescue teams, uh, urban search and rescue teams, we got swift water rescue teams. Um, Anytime that there is a a natural disaster or a local disaster in a community, no matter where it is, our department is willing to assist them in any way, and we would treat them no different than anybody from our community. Uh, The amount of resources that we have available to us due to the funding that that the town board has uh, granted us has been a tremendous asset to us. And... Everybody in the state, not just our community.
1: And it's not just rescue, too. I I know I've heard Chief talk about hazmat and yeah, our
5: hazmat. Teams. Yeah, and and I apologize for leaving them out. Hazmat is probably one You'll of hear the about most it later. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, the most utilized um, because traffic accidents involving you know hazardous chemicals. Um, we do have a large amount of industrial, not only here in Mooresville but also in Statesville and other areas as well that have to respond and provide assistance to them.
1: And I remember um, in one of our Fire Citizens Academy, I think it was the HAZMAT team was talking about, well, what's the what's situation that HAZMAT would respond to? What if it was a milk spill? Would they respond to that? And everyone's like, no, no, they wouldn't respond to that. Well, they would.
5: Yeah, they would because milk is considered hazardous chemical.
1: It is. Tell and us more it, about why.
5: So, so milk in the raw form is not processed and it can be considered a corrosive. So once it's pasteurized and everything else, that's what makes it safe to drink. Um, But it can cause environmental issues and stuff like that if it gets into the water system, contaminants, um, bacteria and stuff like that. And we definitely don't want that. So hazmat at times over the years have had to address milk spills.
1: Oh, but no crying over it, though. But no crying over <laughs>
5: spilt milk. That's right.
1: Well, you talked about a bunch of the different teams and the crews and the departments um, within mm-hmm. the, the fire department. As a new firefighter coming in, would an individual have a chance to be a part of those teams, or are they just going to be
5: Absolutely. Um, you know, everybody that gets hired, even today, will eventually have the opportunity to go in whatever direction they choose, and it's really up to them. And sometimes it's not up to them. It really depends on where they're stationed and sure. their capabilities and stuff, uh, and staffing issues. But there is a wide variety of things an individual could do. Um, I chose to go to fire marshal route. Other people chose to go to rescue route and and specialize just in rescue. And then you got some guys that want to just specialize in hazmat. It's all in. What you want to do, and we got some guys that don't care nothing about any of that stuff. They just want to be a fireman.
1: And you're going to make them the best That's right. firefighter possible. And we
5: are, and our training division does an outstanding job uh, preparing these uh, new recruits to to get them to where they need to be. And um, and then once they come out of recruit school, then the real on job training begins.
1: Absolutely. And I know you referenced guys, but they've got quite a few ladies. We do, and I am actually
5: I am proud to say, you know, over the years, you know, it's been extremely difficult for to attract female applicants, and over the course of the last probably three to four years, that number has increased dramatically, and um, we currently got I think one, two, three three currently on the truck, and we got a fourth one that's currently in recruit training.
1: That's fabulous. So
5: that's exciting news and um, make it a little bit more diverse because we get so many kids when we're doing educational programs that ask, I want to be a fireman, how can I be a fireman? Little girls do. And having them there to share their experience and to... To show them that hey you can be possible it's possible you can be anything you want if you put your mind to it and it's it's a great opportunity and i'm, I'm glad we have them a part of moores of moores of fire and rescue
1: so. So, so any of you guys or gals out there interested in becoming a part of the iso one rated mooresville fire rescue you can find opportunities at mooresville hr
0: Now, if our listeners want to know more about the Fire Department, Fire and Rescue, and learn more about that, we do have an opportunity, right? It's called the Fire Academy. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. The Fire Academy is um, run every spring by the Fire Department. Now, uh, any of you who may know anything about the town, this is not to be confused with the Town Citizens Academy or the Police Department Citizens Academy. we got three different opportunities for residents to come and learn and learn. you can find more information about the upcoming academy. Again, it'll start again for the fire department in the spring. Police departments also running the spring on mortalnc.gov.
0: Fantastic. Well, we usually have a full house that uh, of cohorts that uh, participate. We do. In those academies. We do.
1: And anyone who's interested in the town citizens academy, that application will go live on August first. You do have to be a resident of the town of Mooresville. But check MooresvilleNC.gov for that. And you can learn more about Mooresville Fire and Rescue and all of our departments that we have with the town.
0: Well, we're so glad everybody joined us for the Hometown Hour. Yes, Fire, Fire Marshal Woody, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Thank you. Happy Tuesday, everyone.
2: The new 105.9 100.7 WSIC Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.